Skybird. This is Dropkick with a Red Dash Alpha message in two parts. Break, break. Red Dash Alpha. Stand by to copy message. Standing by. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. We're literally a not safe for work podcast <laughs> on a safe for work podcast. It's. I think the moral of the story is tic tac toe sucks, and everybody knows that. And nerd irritation. Nerd everyone got their irritation. everyone got their degree from Devry over there. They- Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. The greater good. good. I know, there I it is. To repeat it. Come on. Uh, I was waiting for it. That was great. Greater good. <laughs> that awkward silence was uh, brought to you by Andrew's phone. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. It took a minute to load for some reason. <laughs> that was great. Oh my gosh, this is episode three hundred and uh, what is it? Three hundred and fifty-five. And tonight we're talking about War Games, the nineteen eighty-three epic War Games. I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Andrew. Wishes he could retire to an island with its own ferry, Jemison, and helicopter. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. That you use yeah. to chase and harass children. Yeah. And uh, I know Sam's not with us again tonight. Yep, no um, Sam tonight. But but if Sam were with us, I was going to say he would drop you off on an island with a demented uh, <laughs> old man and just let nukes go off around you. So there you go. I sounds actually, uh, <laughs> actually pretty much right. Uh, and joining us, making their Cheap Seat Reviews debut... Uh, this this middle name's going to be kind of weird, so just bear with me. Uh, Karina, that is a big-ass door, and Brian has to aim a gun at Karina to get her to podcast from the Two Dude Review podcast. I think that's accurate. By the way, I want to be on that island that harasses children with a helicopter. How have and, I not been invited to that island? And apparently a remote-controlled pterodactyl. <laughs> Yeah, what does it call? It's the fire festival. Oh sure, the, gotta, oh yeah, the fire festival. Yeah, <laughs> you get a slice of cheese and a piece of bread, and you get to shoot all the children. Yeah, I think and, they and they get to ter- sleep on the floor. Oh yeah, <laughs> if they would have had a pterodactyl just like flying over them, that would have been the most exciting part of their weekend. Yeah, no shit. Oh there would be a bunch of guys that live on the island all pissed off. They built the pterodactyl and never got paid. Like what the fuck, man. I'm not supposed to swear, and I already blew it. (laughs) In the first 20 words I've spoken, I blew it. That's what she said. Oh, my gosh. No, this is... No, it's fine. It's fine. That's what Post is for. It's what... uh, You're just ensuring job security for me, is all. We're literally a not safe for work podcast on a safe for work podcast. It's a it's a, a wonderful combination. That's, Sean, your skills are about to be challenged tonight. No, <laughs> it's it's not a problem. It's just all tape or something. I don't know. Okay, so man, this is going to be great. So let's pull up a comfy chair and dive into this movie. That is War Games, 1983's War Games. So. When I was on your show, I was on your show, uh, Two Dude Review, which I'll let you guys talk about in just a second, uh, um, for the movie Inception. And so 
when I uh, spoke to, to Karina about coming on our show, I said, what would you like to do? She said, something easy <laughs> that, <laughs> that we can just chat about. And I said, okay, you need to stick to like, you know, like an 80s movie. And she said, yes. And so we, we, we talked about two or three movies, and we picked War Games because at the time it was streaming. Damn it. It was streaming at the time. Oh. This is twice. Yeah. This is twice in two weeks that, yeah. I've, that I've had to hunt this movie down or hunt a movie down somewhere in a strange location. Yeah. What's, what's happening is, is that I'm booking uh, guests for the show a month plus six weeks in advance. Yeah. And, and I just, cause that's kind of how you kind of have to do it. And so at the time war games was streaming. I only do offer movies that are streaming on the ones that we normally do streaming Disney plus right. uh, Amazon or uh, Netflix. And, about 24 hours before we're supposed to watch. I always watch this the night before I record. Uh, I, I do my justwatch.com and I you know, type in War Games and it's on Pluto TV. Oh, well. Oh, okay. Well, that's actually free. It's free. Yeah. There's yeah, some Pluto ads. I've never heard of. Yeah, I watch Pluto all the time. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't have free. ads, but, and I, I learned this. for like cops? Yeah, I do it for cops <laughs> and forensic files. <laughs> I watch it for cops and forensic files. But yes, yeah. if it's on there, then it is still free. It just got ads in it. But yeah. here's the cool part. And I didn't know this until I went back to pull clips today. The ads are embedded in the movie, so you can skip them. Oh. I had no yeah. idea. They're, they're part of the movie, so you just hit that little fast-forward 15-seconds button, and it skips the commercial. Well, you have to hit it a couple times because it's a couple minutes. But I didn't Wait, know that I wish I would night. have known that. Yeah, me too. Because I like watched... <laughs> I watched this commercial about uh, Auto Trader, the guy with no pants, about 37 times. Dude, they play the same ads over (laughs) and over. I I have watched probably about 37 episodes of Cops with the same two ads playing every 15 minutes of every episode of Cops. I can't imagine how long it makes that up. (laughs) You know, the episode goes. This movie was an hour and what, 50 minutes? I think I must have been sitting at the table watching it for maybe two hours to do 30, something like that. Let me tell you all about Nugentix. (laughs) You see, Nugentix is this special, uh, Uh, special pill you can take. uh, I'm sure it'll cause every disease (laughs) that you don't want in order to prevent one. Right. Um, yeah. And if they want to sponsor us, that'd be great. So (laughs) (laughs) sure. I'll accept their money. Uh, so yeah. So, uh, 1983. Oh, no, I should tell you what this is. Let's take a moment here and talk about two dude review because your show is awesome. And you were very kind enough to let me come on. I think I kind of weaseled my way on your show, but no, um, no, no, you no, explained no. inception and, and trust me, you did your best and you did good. We're just not that smart because to be honest, inception still confuses us, but you did good. Well, that I all having been said, the- I don't know where we are. I think what I was trying to get you guys to say that you guys are from two dude review and it's an awesome podcast and I'll uh, put your links and stuff in our, in our, um, in the show notes for the- yeah, what he said. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's a podcast. I don't know if I'd say it's an awesome one. It's a podcast. It's awesome in its uh, way. I mean, we I talk mean, about movies sometimes. Yeah. 
not even the one that we're necessarily covering. No, never, never the one we're covering. I mean, when we talk about movies sometimes. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean. Bitch and derail. That is, we are the D&D of podcasts. Sure. We, we, we tangent all the time. Some of our best discussions have, are, are not about the movie at all. Uh, though usually we can tell how much we like the movie or how much we don't like a movie by how much we don't talk about it. You know, I mean, there are times where we're, we're doing a movie that we really just had none of us have enjoyed and we're sitting here talking about uh, the last time we all did a tabletop game together and it's like, oh, 20 minutes later, we should talk about whatever this thing is. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, we've done, we, I, I think it was, uh, it was like some movie from the 1930s. I think we talked about. A trip to the moon. Oh, trip to the, the moon. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we talked about it for about. 60 seconds out of a 45 minute uh, 20 minute movie. Yeah, that's true. It was a 20 minute minute movie. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you say about bad? You know, it's not graphics. It's not anything. It's uh, weird props. And we didn't understand half of it. And a smiling face on the moon. You go. Sure. So how was your day? I mean, it's an old classic. It's one of those, you know, at the time it was probably pretty revolutionary. Um, Oh, it was. Yeah, do with a piece of cardboard in front of a camera. Yeah, that's, well, that is the fact that they had cameras in those, those <laughs> days. You know, um, I do have a fun old. I don't think Andrew's ever heard this little bit of trivia, but I actually have an old uh, connection to old Hollywood. So my my mom moving pictures. Yeah, the mo- well, yeah. So my mom's mom, the talkies. Uh, she, um, my mom's mom, grew up in California. She grew up near L.A. and she was one of the first women to ever play in the uh, the uh, California or the L.A., the L.A. Philharmonic. Uh, she oh. played first viola. But her uncle... Oh, my uncle, God. Both my kids played viola, by the way. Go ahead. Oh, that's cool. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but her um, uncle was one of the um, designers. He created the first collapsible set in Hollywood. And so the idea was oh, that... What? Back, back, you know, before, like in the original, you know, those original movies, like we just mentioned, or even movies like Wizard of Oz, they would have to build everything, and then when they were done with it, they would have to take it apart. And he came up with this idea that, well, what if we put these sets on wheels so that we can build it, set it up, and then store it in case we needed it again? That and, is a frustrated designer going. I don't want to build this shit anymore. Well, I don't want to take it up. I don't want to take it down. Uh, it's probably I'm go a little Marvel here. Language. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Kiss your mother with that mouth. Um, no, no the, you gotta know my mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, it it probably was more to do with the fact that some producer is like, yeah, you can't have two thousand dollars for plywood. Yeah. So <laughs> that's that's people like going, mm-hmm. no, we're not doing. Well, that's okay. So if you think about it, like uh, Gone with the Wind. The Atlanta scene was actually burning down the King Kong set. And I think that's Hollywood of just going, we're done with that background scene. How are we going to get rid of it? Well, we got gone with the wind filming. Yeah. Let's just burn Atlanta or let's burn the King Kong set. Call it Atlanta. And then they realize maybe collapsible sets. That's a lot cheaper than setting a big one on fire. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. Uh, so, um, I'm going to try this, this for the, I think maybe the third time. This is War Games 1983. And I, uh, I'll admit, this was my first viewing of this movie. No. Yeah. Now, yeah. You, you work in tech, right, Sean? I do. All right. So, I mean, 
the tech in this I know is a little bit like higher standard than you're used to. So I do um, work for a community college. So they still use those tube screens there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you have a lot of things that just have a lot of buttons and like things that also just blink? A lot of lights. And then a woman that walks around with a clipboard that looks at the lights and just seems to be checking things off about the lights. Where it's Let me ask a question. Does it make as much noise? Like, can you hear yourself when you're in that room? God. Just so. Okay. That was the worst scene, by the way. Okay, hold on. What is she writing down? She's a clipboard. We're both sitting there like, what is she doing? It's a clipboard, and it's just a bunch of lights. What is she just checking off? Yeah, that light's blinking. That one's also blinking. Orange, red, blinking. Oh, still blinking. the, the, The funny part was that, so when I watched it for the first time, I my brain did the same thing. I'm like, what is she doing? I don't, like, is she counting... You know, like the little uh, light the light diodes, but I, I I just 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 I moved it out of my brain because it's like the, they the literally the camera just needs us as the audience to see the whopper uh, working right. We just need to see it working, and they just wanted to physically show it. But when I went back and had to watch the scene again to pull clips, I thought, boy, that's really dumb. Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> I know they dumb. just wanted to have some movement, right? They put her in there to have something to do. Otherwise, you're just you're you're spinning around a box. It's a wooden box with flashy Christmas lights, and so I guess they 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 put her in the shot to give it some credibility. But you're not wrong. It's it is dumb, um, but and the it's the first right, time I watched it, I didn't care because. You know, I I grew up watching those Star Trek movies where the panels yeah. were just lights that did nothing except blink because they just uh, want. We think, think that, of is, you guys have seen Airplane Two, right? When yeah. uh, was it? Is it actually Airplane or Airplane? Is it Shatter that is going and all? He starts having his tangent and the lights they just keep blinking and blinking yeah. and blinking. yeah, that whole thing. That whole tangent he goes on. Oh, it kind of is the same thing. Where yeah, it's well, airplane kind of made fun of that too. The, the 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 original airplane where you have their dashboard where it's like kind of a real airplane thing, and then it kind of goes off and it's all kind of flashy lights bits. That's what it kind of reminded me here of going okay, maybe a little bit too much. And I watched this probably in eighty five, eighty four on VHS because. I was young and, you know, I was I was a teenager. When I'm guessing came out. Sean and Andrew were probably fetuses yeah. around that time. I, so. I, I was actually yeah. I was <laughs> in 83. I was one. I was not. I, I was I not either. So. <laughs> I graduated in 1987. So this is yeah. absolutely my era sure. of uh you know, of movie. And trust me, when he had that modem, my first computer, Apple IIc. Okay? I'm just throwing that out there. That was my first computer. The first one I, we had was a Tandy 1000. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I actually yeah. had an Atari 800 is yeah. the first computer I had before I had an Apple IIc. So I had the Atari, the Apple, and then I moved to the Macintosh. Well, and well, then I was all like, I Steve Jobs wanted cool. the uh, the modem. I thought the modem was the best thing in the world. Right. And then I realized something. Who are you going to talk to? 
Yeah. yeah. No, I had one. <laughs> I got one in 1988. I had like an 800 baud modem. And yeah, you you have, you have a very good question of like who do you who talk, you talk to? to? You you just basically go on like bulletin boards and you talk to dudes about Star Trek and download crappy software that no one wants. But if you're a nerd, and that's nothing has changed in thirty years. Exactly. <laughs> 30 years. Oh, no. Keep going, man. Keep yeah. going. Yeah. <laughs> Getting closer to 50. <laughs> but. Horrible. Yeah. But, but in the beginning, this was a very, if you were a nerd, very sexy movie. Sure. It had all the tech that we thought was cool at the time. Well, so Andrew still needs to do the read in case there's someone listening that doesn't know what War Games is. But I will oh. say this real quick um, before we leave this particular moment. I love the tech of this movie, and we're going to really get into it because this movie does something that Andrew and I and Sam have talked about uh, at least at least fifty or so times, and that's the movie doesn't talk down to us. So, yeah, uh, I do appreciate that, Andrew. What is in fact War Games? Uh, before I do the read, uh, just to date myself, uh, compared to you guys, my first computer was a Gateway. And it had Windows ninety five. <laughs> Sorry, damn youngin. Ninety five. I was in yeah. college in ninety five. All right. I mean, uh, yeah. No, that's cool. Uh, okay. So anyway, my son uh, was four, so go for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, war games. A young man finds a backdoor into a military central computer in which reality is confused with game playing. Possibly starting World War Three. All right, there you go. That's actually yeah. not bad. That's, that's, uh, usually, was, was that a, was that IMDb? Yeah, that's IMDb. That one's written not bad. by anonymous. A anonymous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's do, if we don't mind. Uh, I again, I forgot to prep you. We have these thing called five word reviews. I didn't. I don't think I told you about that. Do you guys have one, or can you make one up uh, while I do mine? Uh, I'm a sure what? I can. Right. Sure. Um, again, I'm, I'm a bad host. I forgot to do that. Uh, Andrew, if you will do your five word review and then we'll go from there. Okay. I, um, I have one, but I'm looking through my notes to find it because it's all like typed in together. Um, well, that's why teachers shouldn't carry guns, uh, is, is one of mine, um, for the scene that we mentioned earlier at the beginning, uh, because there's many times where I've been with a coworker and I just want to pull the gun on and say, just, just do it. Right. But anyway, uh, or sometimes I student. Um, no, that's not my real one. Where is the, it does make you think that's the only reason why they're armed, right? Is to hold each other right. physically accountable. Oh, here it is. How dumb are military generals actually? <laughs> <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, and another thing, I'm just going to throw my questions out last week. I saved them. Here's another question for you. We can talk about this. Uh, do we just do tours of NORAD and, and <laughs> the you. war room? Do, can anybody just sign up? Can you, is there a souvenir shop at the end of this? Can we get a little mug that says, thanks for visiting NORAD? What the heck is this, right? I mean, that whole scene with the tour group uh, blew me away. Oh no! The, and then the tour group. Wait a minute. The tour group that turned around and when she pushed the red butt, the wrong button, flashed a sign up and freaked everybody out. That's what you the, want to do to a tour. Do group. we? Yeah. yeah. Do we just have that in there to prank tourists? 
Did you change the chair out every time Granny uh, decides to empty her bladder on yeah. it when she, they scare her to death with starting World War Three? I know that's a good plan. <laughs> Uh, but yeah. as far as the movie, it, yes, it's dated by the technology. But like you said, I don't have a problem with the technology itself. I, I actually, I'm with you. I kind of like it. The only thing that I didn't like as far as the technology goes, he's showing this projected reel-to-reel movie in his house. And the movie is projecting onto the faces of yeah, Matthew. I- <laughs> yeah, it's just... <laughs> Stuff like that kind of bothers me. Yeah, but uh, I, I wrote that down in one of my tropes. Uh, trope of projection screen projects image onto face. Yeah, uh, Sean, can I jump in here real Please. quick? All right. Uh, when you guys say that you don't have a problem with the technology, I, as someone that was around <laughs> at this time and age, I'm going to throw out there that we didn't have the little voice box that could talk. We didn't have the we didn't have these ability for these uh, not the three and uh, half inch discs the five oh and a quarter inch yeah. discs yeah. we didn't have the ability for them to just pick up that an operating system didn't have I I'm nerdy before y'all were even re- remotely nerdy and like we it, it wasn't like this this was. The, this was a dream state. Yeah, this, this is was pre-Oregon Trail. Any of us could get. I remember my parents brought home our first computer, and it, all it understood was basic. And I remember I'm <laughs> typing in like thermonuclear war, and I'm like, ah, oh, syntax error. Oh well, all right, that yeah. sucks. So I guess print thermonuclear war, and then it just would repeat itself over and over again. It so the technology was made to look cool for it was sexy. Yeah. It was meant to look sexy. It just well, I think that's what we mean by that. Yeah, it, it looks uh, sexy. Yeah, the tech wasn't there. It just really wasn't well, there. That's where you have to take yourself out of it. Like you are the nerd, and you have to take yourself out of the actual nerd. Is it uh, excuse me, I don't think I'm going to do that <laughs> right now. Uh, this is not right now. The five and a half inch discs did not exist uh, in 1983. Uh, not prevalent. But, uh, but it brought teenagers where we kind of, you know, you wanted that. How did you not want that? There was a setup that every kid went, mm, yeah, well, what, what do I have to do in order to make that happen? All I remember is even I wished I could get a dot matrix printer in this day and age. Like in 1983, <laughs> that was like something I, I had this little printer that was like the size now that we have for uh, the receipts of credit cards. And it had it had like eight little uh, blotters on it and it would just print that way. Uh. And it was the most obscene looking thing. Everything looked like credit card tape now. And that was the best I could do for printers because I couldn't afford well, like an you're Apple. Not, like You're not bitter. so No, no I'm not bitter. So, guys, <laughs> we, we have the bitter rant. <laughs> you know what? Screw this podcast. I'm out of here. <laughs> wow, it only took uh, 30 minutes for us to get him to. Uh... Oh, Brian, it's up out. He's finally out. All right. Let's uh, actually talk now. I made him quit podcasting. No, I guess I mean specifically about the the technology. What what I mean, and not to speak for Andrew, uh, is that the to us again we weren't living it, so maybe it was different for you, you know, having lived it in a time. But the technology didn't seem so 
so far futuristic that it didn't seem believable. To me, everything I was looking at seemed believable. Um, cause I remember the, the, the three and a half inch floppies. And so when he pulled out that big one, I just assumed that that's a thing. I thought I was, I read in the trivia that that was a thing. That was a real it was thing. A thing. Yes. Yes, it was. But um, not for us mere mortals. It yeah. was not. Yeah, no, no. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah no, and, I understand and, and that. I, I'm just, I had the three and a half inch floppy and I, mm-hmm. and, and I, I remember that I played games on that. I played Ultima on there and stuff, but, um, and I did have a dot matrix printer, However, that really big floppy, if you had remotely that setup that he had, I cannot begin to tell you how much money yeah, that, that, that would have cost. That's, that would be like us having almost a supercomputer in our house. Yeah. I mean, that's... And for those of you that are younger listeners, when we say three and a half inch floppy, we're not <laughs> talking about a penis. <laughs> sure. Okay, you don't have to. Del- yeah, don't delete that. That's, now, that's a good you- thing. Oh no, yeah, no, that stays in. That's going to be the title of our show. Three happy. <laughs> What's even weirder is we didn't even have the big discs back in the even. I, and I was saying classes in the eighties. We had actually what was called punch cards. Mm-hmm. So you would actually put your card in and put the binary code, then it would punch into your card. So you would have the ones and zeros directly into your card, and you would take your cards. I didn't and, even have that. Yeah, and you would slide oh them into the computer. And that's how you knew like how nerdy someone was by the <laughs> stack of their cards. And <laughs> when you watch Revenge of the Nerds and like the bullies, the worst thing you could do to someone take with a stack out. of cards, smack that shit on the ground. Sorry for my language. And all of a sudden, someone has to pick all of that up and try to put it in the right order again to get your program to work. It was a horrifying, horrifying experience. That that sounds just like, why would you even want to use technology if it's that hard to to use? Uh, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. It was something that didn't exist then. Everyone right. else was, yeah, you know. They're, the worst thing, my mother used to bring those cards home when they would go yeah, out of order. So you and knew we would what play they with were. Them. Yes. Now you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, we <laughs> Although, had cards. This reminds me of the scene in Back to the Future with the little kid playing the, the wild gunman <laughs> game, and he's like, you have to use your hands? That's uh, a yeah. baby's toy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> baby's toy. Oh my goodness. So I feel older, thanks. And now all you guys are like, oh, I use, you know, I use current programming languages and I just have a compiler that does all that work. No, no, we did it by with cards. Yeah, so. We were <laughs> we walked uphill both ways, damn yep. it. Well, speaking of being old, it was a whole other world for we, us. We man. did that too, but that's because we went to school in the mountains. Um yeah. speaking yeah, of true. speaking of being old, did anybody else catch the the statement of they're 41. They're old. Yeah. Yes. yeah. yeah. 41. Yeah. I flicked off my that. computer screen <laughs> as I was watching. It. Yeah. I was, yeah. I'm, I'm like 11 years older. They have going, you know what? Go pound sand, kids. Go right. pound sand. <laughs> so, so, you want to so, what killed me? We're at the 7 Eleven uh, right now that we have playing in the background. The a carton of cigarettes, $6.99 for a carton of cigarettes. Yeah. That's wow. not cool. That's that, not cool at all. Is that how much it was back then that you're saying? Yeah, a little bit. When I worked at the gas station, it was $10 a carton, which is now about $10 a pack uh, right now. Uh-huh. $10 is cheap. Uh, <laughs> John, sorry. Uh, I keep throwing you off. No, uh, you're fine. 
that's yeah. that's uh, you're you're playing the part of Sam tonight. So let's just be let's just be real. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that you haven't done so far is is threaten me with bodily harm, uh, and with, which Andrew did earlier. I, I, I will chop your head off and <laughs> kick it around like a well, soccer there you ball. Go. Ding, ding, uh, ding, ding. Usually Sam is a little bit more creative than that, but I'm just saying, uh, yeah, use yeah. your imagination. You'll find a way. Um, <laughs> I'm new. I'm, new. I'm, I'm working on it. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm just testing. I'm testing the boundaries here. That's fine. So I'm going to do my uh, five word real quick, um, and go that is, uh, where is it? I I lost it in my script. Here it is. People are better than machines. I think is are what they? I get. Well, that's what the moral of the story. I think of this of this movie is trying to get us to. I think the moral of the story is tic-tac-toe sucks and every and every <laughs> child knows that. <laughs> yeah, my my son wants yeah. to play every time we go to a, a restaurant with a menu that has coloring and whenever I beat him he cries. So <laughs> <laughs> So you let him win. Yeah. No. I just make everywhere. I just make sure it's always a tie. I just make sure it's always a tie. <laughs> <laughs> Let my like son Joshua. win. You go oh, full dude. Joshua on him. Hell yeah! Learn. We just bought. I haven't told you this yet. Andrew. My wife bought a Switch a couple days ago. Yeah. Oh. And so we've been playing Mario Kart and uh, Smash Brothers. And Declan, my son, says. Let's race, Dad. I'm like, you sure? Because I'm not going to let you win. <laughs> and I beat him every time. We played a four. We did a Grand Prix of four. I came in first. He came in like third or fourth. And he had to walk away. He was getting a little emotional about yeah. it. And because uh, he'll yeah. talk trash, but he, can, you know, the second you say, <laughs> literally Chad and Brian. That's well, part of learning. It's part of it. Is it is. He's a dude and learning. He's it eight. Just is. He's eight. He'll figure some stuff out. Yeah, anyway. he, you practice enough. You, he'll school you in no time. Just give him a little time. So one of the things that I really liked about the movie. Because I feel like we haven't talked enough about the things we actually do but like. Can about I get my movie. five? Uh, no. And that okay. is. <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead. Seriously, go ahead. I'm joking. Shame, Brian. That's Feel what you shame. get for trying to cut my head off or something. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Oh, uh, Ferris Bueller still can hack. Five words. Wow. There you go. All right, now you can go on. Okay. Wait, I got wait, my wait. five. You do made I me... get my five? Of course you, you do. Made get... You made me come up with my five. Wait, wait, wait. All right, go on. Yeah. All right. Teenagers wield too much power and. This goes on every level of uh, he had too much power at the damn school because uh, he changed grades for everyone. And he hacked into a major government, you know, infrastructure and they, you know, too much power. And apparently they have too much power because they can get away with everyone. They don't go to jail. They get a ruffle head at the end. <laughs> ruffle head. That part didn't you annoy me. Scam. I mean... <laughs> the one of the few moments the in the movie head. where I was really like, "What was when they crashed through the gate with the jeep?" I'm sorry, yeah. there are men with guns there stopping that moment. Somebody should have gotten it to head. Like, yeah, like I can't wrong. imagine that they they crash that jeep and no one stops them. Well, that's I had a question because the uh, the alarms were going off. All these people are running into the bunker. She's screaming, "Leave the door open! Let them get in!" But yet we casually see these people driving out towards the entrance in yeah. this little Austin Powers go-kart. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, where are they? Like, they're not guarding the gate? What are they doing? Yeah. They're- and if everyone's not in, 
You're dead. Sorry, guys. Yeah, yeah. I just you didn't who, make it. Good who, luck. Other than the, there were two guards that you see kind of position themselves outside the door, like as it shuts. But everyone else, like I don't know. You, you have to hope that their job just like are they like non-essential workers? I don't know. It's just you draw straws well, for yeah, that. Job. Jump on both what Andrew and Karina were saying. It's like they made sure they held the door for. Ali Sheedy and uh, Ferris Bueller run in, but then there's other like military guys out there just standing there, like ah, the That's hell good. with you, and the they close the door. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, they're just standing there with machine guns, like all right, I guess I'm here now. Yeah. Hello, uh, random teenager, uh, run I'll into. Be- no, no. Hello, random teenager. Run into our facility. Yeah, yeah. We will allow this. I'm I sure mean, his girlfriend will be a lot of use to our <laughs> safety. Uh, me with my machine gun. I'll stand out here and die in the explosion. I guess the only because they did have a guy in a uniform running with them. So I guess that gave them, you know, kind of carte blanche to go through. And the lady in the business suit was, you know, she was screaming, too. So, I mean, I'm you a, see a lady in a business suit screaming. Do you really go? No, no. Run ahead of everyone. Well, no, but I mean, like she's obviously higher up enough in the food chain there that they everyone there knows who she is i'm okay with them leaving her alone i'm okay with them making the mad dash up the tunnel and whatever <laughs> again they should never have gotten to the part where the gate crashed and like i right. don't care if that's a military jeep if there is a jeep coming towards a closed gate there are men with guns there trying to stop you well no, you'd think but, so right <laughs> but they you know, they want to have, I guess, because th- that literally is the only action scene in the whole movie because so much of the movie happens, you know, well, in the brain of a com- terrorizing kids on in helicopter. Yeah, the helicopter. Yeah. That part yeah. kind of annoyed because you know what it is. Like, you know that it's the guy. And again, I haven't well, seen this and I knew that. I'm like, all he has to do is get on the little bullhorn and go, hey, guys, it's me. Stop running so I can land. Like, time why is did, precious. Why are they running? It's the world is ending. We're about to get nuked. Why run from this helicopter? When where are you right? going to go? You're on an island. Exactly. <laughs> like, where are you going? Yeah. It's a small you are island. on an island. Yeah. There's not a lot of places you're going to hide I, at this point. I, Neither I, one of you guys have played Far Cry, apparently. Because, oh. yeah, and, <laughs> if there's a helicopter, oh, you're still on an island. You can get away and you can take care of some business. Or we could just cry. sit there and reminisce about swimming. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Oh my God! Yes. yes, I, I, you live in Seattle and you don't swim. Come on! Well, this know, is a time to shame someone. Is well, a, <laughs> yeah, that's right. a beach town, by the way. Sanity. It's like three miles in the dark. <laughs> no, you don't go swimming in that. Yeah. I don't care if you are an expert swimmer. One way or another, it will be the end of your yeah, world. That's, yeah. No, you don't swim in like ocean water in, in the dark. Does if we have know? any listeners in. In Seattle, it, we do. Do all of you just swim? Is that is that a thing? Did you say like, that, We yeah. don't have. We don't <laughs> do any of you guys just swim? <laughs> and do you swim like three miles in the dark randomly? Going, yeah. it's fine. Just swim that way. Yeah, it's fine. We're in <laughs> Seattle. We all know how to do this. It's part of high school. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I will say that since we're kind of in this world of kind of making fun of things, I will say this. So Matthew Broderick, uh, is, I think he's really good acting in this movie for a kid. I mean, he's a kid. and um, But there's oh, a couple moments goodness. where I felt bad for his character because I mean, cause obviously the writers are making him say things. And there's a couple moments where it feels like the writers can't tell if he's smart or not. Because this guy... 
is able to, I mean, I guess if you know the password to the computer because it's written down on a piece of paper in the office. I mean, that's not hacking. That's just remembering the word pencil. But, That's just observation. Yeah. yeah, but if you know how yeah. to do what, – what to do with that information is what's important. Like I could know Andrew's social, but I don't know what to do with it. So I guess if you know what to do with it, then there's, there's that. But my point is, is that he's smart enough to do these things, and he's smart enough to be able to get into the brain of – the head of this guy to find the backdoor password to activate Joshua. Yet he doesn't know what the word trajectory is. <laughs> yeah, very true. Was that him that screwed that up, or was that Ellie Sheedy? She, she said the word Sheedy. he. She said the word wrong, and he said, "I don't know." Oh, and I thought, right. fair enough. Yeah. Did you both fail English? Well, they did yeah. make F's in their classes, right? Yeah. But not English. I don't know. <laughs> that is valid, actually. Okay. They're great, and if you saw their other grades, they weren't great outside no. of that one. But, but we're watching the movie in the background. What? Bothers me in a big way. Okay, so they just drug him out of the office for I don't know hacking into it. It's a dummy terminal. I don't know if anyone's ever worked at a dummy terminal. I have. It's a dummy terminal. There's nothing to this terminal. It, it, there's no. It just is. Yeah. And how he hacked into Joshua at this moment, I don't know. That some of these things do kind of bother me, like the lady walking around with her clipboard sure. and things like dummy terminals. That's not right. You can't. This is where I feel like they do kind of talk down to the audience oh, of going, oh, yeah. Wait, uh, I'm sorry, we're watching in the background God. right now, and uh, massive sexual harassment's about to take oh, place. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah that yeah, was yeah. more of a part that annoyed me than anything. Was like, mm-hmm. so uncomfortable. Yeah, the, 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 what did I write down? I wrote. Okay, hang on. I had I that wrote should it. Never happened. That's that's what everyone should write down. Going, dude, th- this is wrong. Ah, uh, uh, nothing like was 80s. It 80s. I did write ah, uh, nothing like eighties casual workplace sexual harassment. That's what I wrote. Yeah, <laughs> and they just kind of go with yeah. it. Yeah, no, no, whatever. Oh, Shall we fine? It's like, it's Mad Men. And then like like the only thing that it like because when he says do you want me to leave and she says yes like the only thing that would have made it worse if he would have called her a name you know like well fine bitch or something you know but like the I guess my biggest complaint to the movie because you said I I guess the way what I mean when I say the movie doesn't talk down to us and we've we've talked about this almost ad nauseum the listeners of, of our show who've been listening for a while know like I hate it when directors treat us like we're idiots and us as the audience i mean not the four of us but well i guess us too but like for example (laughs) i use this example all the time we watched the thomas crown affair i love that movie i think it's a really good movie and uh, it's uh, directed by john mctiernan who also did die hard and uh, but there's a scene where when he steals the painting at the beginning of the movie right Uh it's a painting that's he takes his briefcase and opens it up and then puts the, the painting in and then he closes the briefcase, which would, of course, snap the oh. frame and damage yep. the canvas. And then he opens the briefcase and takes it out perfectly pristine and hangs on the wall. And in the trivia, the director literally said, I just hope people wouldn't notice that. that that's yeah. treating us yeah. like we're stupid. So to me, having Lady walk around a box that's blinking, taking notes, doesn't say that he thinks we're stupid. That just means he needed some movement in the shot. 
So you watch but, Thomas Crown Affair and not notice Renee Russo is naked 90% of the time during <laughs> I mean, it, right? I definitely noticed that part, right. but it I, didn't I, I, bother me. Because right, you and I watched two different movies with that. I, I, I don't even know if there was a painting at all. I was like, there was, gonna, a, there was uh, a painting? Uh, yes, so there was to, to play sure devil's advocate. The devil's advocate to your thought, though, there, Sean. Uh, could it be, though, that, yes, they needed movement, but he was hoping that no one would know enough about technology to notice yeah. that these are just flashing lights. And I do think that. I do think that. Oh. I mean, I think what we thought, what people in the 80s, no offense to you two, what people in the <laughs> 80s thought what the technology would be, because like that set for NORAD, they didn't have an actual way of showing. They, they weren't allowed. There's no tours of NORAD. Um, so there's no way to, to actually see what that, that place looked like. So you just put a bunch of lights on stuff, and that's fine because it's blinky. And it's the 80s, and we don't care. Now, if you make this movie today, everything's going to be you know, smooth and sleek and touchscreen and lens flares and stuff like that, which is fine. But like, I didn't care. I really didn't care because the part of the story that I liked was the human element, the you know this kid trying to, this kid outsmarting all of these other people, which is kind of funny. Um, well, adults are dominating in movies. Well, they are, especially in movies where the hero's a kid. I mean, this feels like a John Hughes movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. it does. You know, hundred um, percent. And and this is, I mean, you have the absentee parent. Um, they're they're there. Those parents crack me up. There. They they absolutely said, you know, the reason why he can get away with this because the parents quote unquote work, and uh, uh, that was actually kind of introduced. Ali Sheedy, she clearly has no parents because she just. Shows up and goes, and she can buy plane tickets. Yeah, she can buy uh, plane tickets and drive to wherever. She can I mean, yeah. by the way, if you notice, what's interesting is that Matthew Broderick has parents. Ellie Sheedy, she can disappear for days. No one talks about her parents. Yeah. So, you know, there there's a whole other. You know, the, the teenager dynamic, and you're right, well, that's of another, the 80s. That's another thing you guys didn't know about us in the 80s. We had no parents. We had no parents. We, just oh, we had were the to figure, Yeah, we yeah. had to figure it all out sure. on our own. And this is what we turn into. I mean, this is... But, I, I, you guys are doing way better. So, yeah. <laughs> well, to do this. But, but the interesting thing, is too, is that he outsmarts every every adult. You yeah. know, so... Like pretty well... I guess maybe except Doctor Falcon Falcon whatever he doesn't outsmart him now he does out more moral him whatever but you know gives him a sense of morality I guess but um, but but I would I would argue that um, Falcon was essentially an overgrown teen uh, I mean yeah he, he was he flying a robot uh, pterodactyl well he reminds yeah. me of the of the tr- the character that. Um, the guy that invented the freaking Ready Player One, the guy that invented the Oasis. Like, I wonder yeah. if like uh, Klein took that that idea because this guy seems very aloof. He's just about the the whatever. He just you know, it's I, about the gameplay. Yeah. He wants. I mean, would you like to play a game? That is who Falcon is. He he wants to play games. He doesn't want to live in reality. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, mean that's why he's a recluse on an island. Borderline autistic, kind of. Could be. You know, that yeah. that ideology that they're going with, and which he, they could never 
even distinguish in 1983. But but he never takes a lead in the entire movie, and that's that's the thing. The only time he takes a lead, oddly enough, is when he flies a helicopter and chases teenagers down. <laughs> yeah. But outside of that, he never takes the lead. Which may I throw a monkey wrench in? How did he? So he just calls someone and get a helicopter. Well, I mean, I mean he's still a powerful, important dude. I mean. The the quote unquote world thinks he's dead, but even um, uh, shoot, Dabney Coleman lets slip that he's not dead because when when Matthew Broderick says, you know, how was that? You know, he, when he says I, I used to be his apprentice or I interned for him or whatever he says, and he's like, well, what was he like? And he says, well, he's a little crazy. He doesn't use past tense; he uses present tense. He's a little weird and doesn't understand people or something. He's using present tense, so it's that's the foreshadow that he's not dead. So that we yeah, but you can't hide a helicopter. I know. My point is, is that he still <laughs> I know, but, he but still has connections. I mean, all he has to do is pick up the phone and say, "Hey, military hey, bro, guy, you park? It's right yeah. next to the helicopter, man." <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like that—that that kind of bothers me too. Of going, you have that kind. That helicopter didn't just you know kind of show up. He probably had it on the island because, yeah. as he said, I don't you know necessarily have a boat. He doesn't have an. He doesn't have a phone. That man had a helicopter, and somehow everyone. Well, were we it. supposed to assume he had a helicopter? I I never assumed he had a helicopter. I assumed he called someone and they brought a helicopter. Because there to was him. a pilot in there with him. There was there someone was pilot, else in yeah. there. Yeah. So maybe there's a guy that lives on the island. That's only his job is to be his personal <laughs> chopper guy. <laughs> You know? This job sucks. Or it's Mom, the best job ever. Job, but it kind of well, sucks. Um, he, you know, they said he doesn't have a boat because they're like, yeah. who lives yeah. on an island doesn't have a boat? Maybe that's his transportation. Oh, that's his transportation. Yeah, that's his, He's, he just yeah. flies by, cho- by chopper. So there's um, one dude on the island that goes, you got to go somewhere? All yeah. right, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> it's his weed dealer. Yeah. Actually, All right. that guy I, have, I have two jobs. Guy, can, that guy's watching, sitting there watching old Harryhausen films. Yeah, you know he smokes something. <laughs> so, I think there was one more incident, though. Incidents where we uh, had the the film talk down to us a little bit. Okay, and that was with the FBI agents. These are the most the the least inconspicuous FBI agents <laughs> that I've ever seen in my life. They had they had a huge telephone cord just popping out of their ear, sure. <laughs> right? Yeah, and th- we got the one guy standing there slapping his hand with a rolled up newspaper <laughs> like he's about to hit a dog, and the free candy van. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, they, van, the creepiest van on the face of the planet dude, yeah, that they're they, driving they, around. They had to rent it. They had to rent that van. There's no way the FBI owned that van. They had to rent it. The, you can't tell me the FBI owned that van that they just can go get it. They no, they had to rent. They had to go there, and some guy is like, "Yeah, no, that van. I'll take that van right there. That's perfect for what we need." Does it have the one rusted exhaust? That's yeah, the only that, one, the one we need right yeah. now. What kind of van? What kind of van screams kidnapping teenagers? Uh, this candy one, perfect. Uh, yeah. Does it have Does it have a sign for free puppies? Does it have one? Because when we put that in the window, the uh, I will say this: there are some times where it feels like I can't tell if the movie is supposed to be like a Disney comedy or not. Because no, it, this is uh, honestly no, it's not. 
Uh, and I can speak from being there in 1983 and being like nine years old and watching my parents like lose their minds over this. No, right. it really wasn't. It's supposed to be taken seriously. We just had been numbed to it over 40 years. Well, <laughs> yeah, no, but not, my, my point isn't that. Like, I know that the idea of thermonuclear war is, is a terrifying, and, I, and um, my, my point wasn't that. My point was there are moments in the movie where it's downright slapsticky, and I thought, I thought this movie was supposed to kind of be like in earnest and like, you know, we're, we're actually trying to present this terrifying situation through the eyes of a kid. And yet we literally have FBI agents bumbling over the poor tech guy trying to open the door. Very three stooges like like they're all mm-hmm. rushing to get in and the tech is in the way. And then on the way out, the tech is in the way and they're like bumbling past him. It was very slapsticky kind of thing. Like I like I expected um, the two bad guys from Home Alone to show up. In I, that and moment. I get that. I, I'm telling you, this is just kind of. When it came to IT or like tech at all at that time, it was very almost taboo. It no one knew what the hell it was. It, it wasn't around in everyday life, and even when it was around, it was like, I mean, in this the year this came out, we actually had a computer brought into our classroom, a computer. It was on a cart and they put it in the back of our classroom. And this was considered a like high end, you know, a technological advance for schools. And it was a cart in the back of the room that could play Oregon trail and math blaster. And that's all it could do. But, you know, that was it. People didn't understand computers at all back in the 80s. It took a long time from the 80s into the 90s. And even in the mid-90s, people are still stupid about it. Well, yeah, we still have movies like Swordfish that... Yeah. Uh, so it, it really wasn't that... It wasn't that they were trying to be slapsticky. It was that they honestly thought... The only uh, certain select few even understood how these things worked, and everyone else was the general in this movie that thought mm, your computer ideas are stupid and men need to do it. Well, he was then a I'll, Luddite. Uh, and I'll piss general. on a spark plug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I may have captured that. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> he was a Luddite, though, is what he was supposed to be. He was supposed to be the anti-technology. Sure. And the real war was against Luddite versus technology. That That's kind of what this movie is more about than what people realize. People feared technology in the 80s, like, in a hyper-weird sense. Absolutely. Sure. I agree with that. I, I do agree with that. Yeah. 100%. And other movies I, would... That we and I'm going to I mean, reference Skynet. one. Well, well also, I, I, I think um, enforced that that idea that technology was a scary thing. Then now we just know it better. It's still scary now. I mean, I work at a unit at a, at a community college that was hit by a cyber attack that shut us down for two months. So, oh, yeah, um, Google uh, Central Piedmont Community College hack. You know, it's the same group that hit the Central P- uh, Pipeline. In um, Georgia, like Georgia or Alabama or Louisiana, wherever it was, yeah. same guys that shut them down shut us down. So again, we we fear technology 
now, but more of us understand what's happening. I guess Sean, well, uh, I can't fear it now because I got to do my research on the face place. Yeah, that's true. I got to get on my, yeah, do all your research on that place and you'll be fine. But I guess it's on a spark plug. Yeah. But you also can see uh, just sociologically how it goes into play. I mean, in the eighties, it wasn't cool to be in attack. Yeah. And no, that is, not. that's the, you know, the, and I honestly, and as a guy that I actually worked for like a video game magazine in 1992, let's just say the panties weren't dropping left and right for me. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, in the movie, was, you know, nowadays they very well may be, but then no, nah, not so much. Yeah, well, yeah, you, know? you didn't have billionaire uh, tech guys back then either. Like, yeah, like, now, now you've got, yeah. now you've got it, two it, of the, the the richest people are tech guys, and they're trying to fight a race to get to space for some reason instead of I don't know fixing world hunger or something. But anyway, oh well, yeah, I I agree, but 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 we we thought technology back then was the enemy. I mean, because sure. it wasn't people. And, and to this- and the Cold War was crazy back then. And uh, yeah. I mean, I I don't know if you guys ever had to do the tornado drills under the the seats and all that crap that we did they the, had well, to we do. did it in the hallway. We did we did tornado drills in the hallway. Yeah. We certainly yeah. didn't have duck and cover. Um it, but it, that's it, that was before your time even, but well, yeah, no, um, I, I had to do underneath my desk. I remember my. Um, we like, didn't have the underneath the desk. I was underneath my desk. I well, don't that's know. Tornado, I but like that was nuclear war. No, that was in the fifties where you had the nuclear war. Yeah, going, the duck and cover. Desk, you'll yeah. be fine. Yeah, that should take care of it. <laughs> yeah, the piece of cardboard will save you from a nuclear blast. <laughs> Good wash. You'll be well, fine. Well, as much crap as I shoved in my desk as a as a first grader. <laughs> Uh, it probably would have sheltered me a little bit. Yeah, that paper yeah, some number two pencils in there. I'm, I should take care of some nuclear blast, you know? I'm pretty certain some my erasers now could probably still like shelter a lot of kids. <laughs> <laughs> but but what's funny is that again, the movies in the background for us, I remember like all the the the, the tech in the background. It was fascinating. Well, you know, sure, it yeah. Was, um, it was no better than Galaga, and and I, I in in the beginning of the movie, they're showing like Galaga, that the, uh-huh. the 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 NORAD tech didn't look any better than uh, Galaga in the beginning. Well, when you yeah, really think about it, yeah. And there's there's some trivia about that. I don't I don't think I captured it, but um, there, there's some trivia about that as well. Just because they didn't have. Well, you know the graphics cards that we do now. I mean, obviously, like even those big screens at NORAD, like that didn't exist. Um, yeah. oh, yeah. You know, those were just screens, empty screens. Like they didn't even have the the graphics card to rear project. So there is a rear projection, but it's a rear projecting. I think just like a green or a blue image that then they later superimposed on the film. The the uh, the graphics that's happening. So there's nothing on those screens. Uh, so that's how we're able to get that really fun trope that we mentioned earlier, where they're projecting, you know, XOs and whatever on their faces um, from yeah. from that. So anyway, a uh, couple of quick notes I want to hit to before I do clips. I love that John Spencer is in this movie. He was uh, the guy what didn't pull the trigger. He's our our West Wing connection. I love John Spencer. He's mm-hmm. great. Uh, and I feel bad that he lost his job to a computer. 
Um, oh, back to also my my question, my comment about is this movie supposed to make me think that it's a comedy or not? Is that the movie music, the soundtrack, the score reminded me of like yeah. Stripes? Oh yes. yeah. yeah, there there's a couple of times, especially yeah. I I, I get what you're saying the, there. Yeah. The the very Absolutely. last uh, the very last piece yeah. of music you hear right <laughs> as the credits are rolling it sounds like a western yeah like there's a harmonica and a banjo and i'm like what what is this the score is yeah. kind of all over the place it's, it's a little weird there it, it is a little weird i don't want to you know did we them. write this for city slickers and it was left over so we're going to throw it into this movie what's happening yeah it, it, it is a oh, well city slickers yeah it, it's a little weird um the, the guy what wrote the music arthur b rubenstein uh is known mostly for tv um but he yeah. i mean he's done a bunch of stuff but i mean most bonanza? of bonanza uh, <laughs> uh is that is that a real thing i mean i know bonanza, bonanza? Thing, but yeah it's a tv <laughs> show i know but i'm saying like did he write did he do that i don't know let's see no, i don't know <laughs> no, I, I asked he did uh let's see taxi the tv movie i mean most taxi. of the stuff yeah like um so before this you know, the men who made the movies, Howard Hawks, TV movie documentary. Uh, he did a couple episodes of The Love Boat. He did uh, Flying High TV series. Uh, he did, um, I don't know, uh, Blue Thunder. Blue Thunder. Is that, oh, wow. Is that Blue the helicopter Thunder. movie that I'm thinking of? I haven't thought about that in years. Uh, he did that. It's Tropic Thunder. No, Tropic. Oh, Trop- no, <laughs> no he, he's joking. He's joking. Uh, let's see. Uh, nothing else I've ever heard of. Stuff like something <laughs> called Defense Play, Nightmare at Bitter Creek, Baywatch, Panic at Malibu Pier TV oh movie. My God, Baywatch, you've made it. Uh, he did two two episodes of The Simpsons, so good for him. Um, anyway, I, he's just he's a TV guy, and it was fine. It just there was a couple moments where I'm like, oh, I'm watching. This is gonna be like Stripes. It's gonna be funny and again like that's why i'm asking like the fbi guys are are tripping over the tech who's trying to open the door that matthew broderick hacked um oh that was ridiculous by the way i mean it's, going, it was ridiculous it was, it's just a door knob like did he hack the little little turny knocky thing because it's not like there's a deadbolt you know there was no mag lock i'm, I'm just gonna be honest there's no mag lock but whatever he hacked it with a pair of uh uh, well, it became Keystone Cops, too, because the, the yeah. tech that was supposed to open that up, everyone's tripping over him. That was the point I was making like five minutes yeah. ago before Brian yelled at me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he does that to all of us. I know. It's fine. I'm just like, it, that, that, was the, that was one of the parts where I'm like, what's happening? And like, there was another part that was really weird is when he's sneaking out from under the stairs and this like guy grabs oh. him. First of all, let your hands off the miner. Yep. Um, and he goes, you think you kids can just run the place? I'm like, who are you disgruntled, angry guy? And he yeah. goes, why are you you're not supposed to separate from the tour? He was three feet away from the tour, the last guy in the tour when you grabbed him. Now he's separated from the tour, asshole. Like, and as a teacher that has taken kids on many uh, field trips, uh, that's typical. Right. Yeah. It, there's always one kid who's staring at the wall while everybody else is moving on, and you're going to get somebody behind. That's not behind. Well, yeah. well, yeah. the other problem is, and again, you are kind of you know grabbing this child and going, "Well, you kids, how many kids are going through NORAD?" Yeah, exactly. Are there school trips going through there? Because yeah, you're right. The phrase he says, "You kids," 
Because it made me wonder when I when they first were there. I thought because they mentioned earlier uh, they're trying to bring senators or something, and he said, "I wish they would bring senators up here so they could see what's happening." Dabney Coleman says that. So I thought that that was a tour of senators. No. And, and so and then when then but then but you can see the group and what they've got like film cameras. I mean they look like tourists. And so I thought. Yes. And like one of them was really young. And so when Matthew Broderick is able to kind of sneak into the group, I thought, okay, these are not uh, senators. These are not, these are just, because it even says, welcome to the people of Jacksonville or something like distinguished guests of Jacksonville or some dumb thing. I don't remember what it was, but it, it in my notes, it, it just turned into, um, I wrote uh, tour guide or tour ex machina. That's all they are. <laughs> It's, I accept that. Yeah, it's just that's what they are. A tour ex machina. Well, it bothered me that entire scene of that dude just kind of hanging out on the stairs and they're like, no, wait for me. Yeah. You're going into a room of like, I don't know, 20 people. Yeah. You'll find me. <laughs> yeah. Honest to God. He's, he's just... and, and whoever polishes the floors, well done to them. Yeah. Because these are the most polished floors I've ever seen for no reason. Yeah. I don't know why NORAD needs like high gloss floors. Little confusing, but you know something, it, it dude, does. if I'm hanging out at the bottom of the stairs and you tell me, Oh, fi- you know, hold up for me. No, absolutely. It will not. <laughs> it's a room of 20 people. Yeah. You'll figure it out. Uh, last few notes I wrote here. Um, uh, I did write, uh, I know people do the bread to butter their corn thing, but that looked really gross the way that they did it. I just, the way it was oh. filmed really bothered me. Okay, so Brian actually mentioned, okay, what was funny is that uh, the, the the bread to butter thing we had mentioned while we were watching that. I think, Brian, you said, like, when you were a kid, you, y'all you tried that? Uh, my, no, my dad watched that, like, oh, we should try that. And nice. you know what? No one's ever done. <laughs> tried that. Nah. It's not that real butter. <laughs> you don't want to put that on your... your well, then again, yeah. you don't want to put half a stick of butter on anything. It was a lot of butter. butter. It was yeah. a lot. Yeah. Unless it's cookies, I'm not putting a stick of butter in anything well, I'm the, about to eat. There's, so there's... So the, the bit made me laugh. I'm not going to lie. The bit made me laugh out loud. But let's be honest. How dumb are you that you're holding that corn for like a minute and a half and you can't tell that it's cooked, that it's not cooked? Like butter's would, not going to melt on it. Yeah, butter's would, not going to melt. It. You, mean, you pick something up that's supposed to be cooked and it's ice cold yeah. and uh, it has Hard no give whatsoever. Yeah, it would. Yeah. But it was a funny bit. It made me laugh, so I didn't really care, but it was dumb. It, it was just gross. And again, we live in the South. People do do that. They take the butter with the bread, but then they eat the bread. He, like, threw it away like it was a... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, why would you not eat the bread? It's like, it's a waste it's of bread. bread and butter. Yeah, it's just bread and butter, whatever. Um, this also annoyed me, again. So, sound design in the 80s was, was kind of bad. I'm just going to be honest. Sound design in the 80s it was, was kind of bad. And... There's a the, so when the dog is running up, we're hearing this dog bark. That dog is clearly not barking. No, and no. and I thought, what is happening? But just talk it up to the eighties. No. <laughs> I just because I wrote, I don't know why the fake dog noise bothers me, but it does. That's literally my note. 
Because Believe me, God. when I talk to my therapist, I just chalk most of it up to the 80s. Yeah. That's just kind of what we do. Um, that alarm horn. So when they would get some alerts, like it was like a klaxon alert. You know, it's like when a yeah. goal is scored in hockey, right? I wrote, that alarm noise would make those working conditions very stressful. Like, Which alarm yeah. noises? Uh, I didn't capture any of it. But it's, 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 it's like, like when in the Enterprise goes red alert. Like it's a loud you know, oh, in NORAD, yeah, yeah. yeah oh. NORAD. My gosh, it's just oh, like this yeah. is the most stressful building in the world. Nuclear missiles are coming at you. Let's make it the most stressful environment ever. If you want to hit the so, red button at that moment, <laughs> that's the noise that would make you do it. Going back to NORAD for a second, I don't know, um, you know, my military knowledge is very, very lacking, but it, is it typical yeah, to go to DEFCON 2? If two Soviet jets are flying in our direction, <laughs> I mean, that seems a little excessive. If they're bombers, if they're nuclear yeah, I bombers, the, yeah, I would think it would be a little bit more than two. Yeah, two planes would require, uh, you know, it. Yeah, I'm it did. Get our nukes ready. We got a plane coming. It did uh, seem I think dumb. They have that passengers, get the nukes ready. No, yeah. I don't think people realize how often Russia, by the way, has been on uh, our coastal line mm-hmm. there just kind of chilling you want to know what we haven't gone to that level they, they just yeah. haven't well because again, we it, don't overreact and you gotta remember where our coastal line is i mean it, it, well sarah palin was an idiot where i can see russia from my no, back door that was not but her that said whatever, that, but whatever. But yes alaska and russia aren't that far i mean yeah, yeah right. they you're not gonna bomb the u.s starting in alaska for God. <laughs> yeah, no. The, 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 Anchorage. The, yes. the, All those big yeah. cities in the metropolis of Well, I've been up there. It's very lovely, but you wouldn't. I wouldn't want it to be nuked. But no, but to the but to the point uh, that we're all Canada's making. That going, we're, we're going to throw our moose out, and you're going to be angry. <laughs> those moose are huge, by the way. That would they stop are. a bomber. Oh, if you God, threw a moose yeah. at a bomber, uh, it'd break it in half. Um, but. <laughs> But like to the oh, point God. specifically is that like obviously you know Joshua the game the the computer the Whopper uh, is trying to incite you know panic and whatever by having these two bombers. But it it's a kind of a dumb strategy when it's easily foiled by two F sixteen fighters. You know they're like yeah. there's nothing here. Yeah. And and so and then the when Joshua's like oh well this isn't going to work he just makes them disappear and then creates fake information that they have stealth technology that they can project an image which is like when that general hears that i can't like it it, it feels like the, it feels like the I flow don't. of information to him was just through this one guy and that doesn't feel real well, As, well, but, but but here's the thing that was the age of the paranoia and I, I i hate to say it that was the age of the paranoia where in the 80s we absolutely would have accepted that of going no, the Russians would have that kind of technology. And I completely accept that because I do understand that Cold War era thing. As a coder, I would have gone, yeah, this doesn't seem right. And I would have started to look at the code. And that is one thing that is never, you know, they talk about backdoors. They talk about all this. Like, did anyone look at the code besides... The original yeah. programmer, and then they gave it to the military. Yeah. The <laughs> so no one else on the planet looked at the code for this, but the original programmer, and then they were able to take his user account out like it was nothing. Yeah. So that was no problem. Suddenly but they, they left it in. 
at the beginning. Like, yeah. why not so, do that? If it's the military's property now, why not remove his access the moment yeah. you buy it? I don't know. And then we why don't not have a go movie through now. line by line? I mean, you're the military. Would you not go line by line through the code and figure out what the hell is in there? Oh, no, that's not the worst thing. Why wouldn't you have a redundant system in the beginning when yes, you turn around absolutely. and you have this? No, no, let's just instill this entire, you know, new system. No, nah. we can launch <laughs> missiles. Yeah, yeah, we'll just launch them. Don't worry about it. It's yeah. fine. If the computer decides we need to launch missiles, we just launch them. You know, that, that, that's Let's take fine. the chairs out. Cause, uh, sorry. Nerd irritation. Nerd everyone, got irritation. Their, everyone got their degree from DeVry. They just kind of, yeah, now we got it. Oh. <laughs> oh, the 80s ran right there, guys. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's too funny. Um. All right, last uh, couple of notes here that I want to hit before we move on. Uh, let's see. Uh, running away from the chopper, I mentioned that. Let's see, maybe you announce yourself. Uh, I, I did I did write this. I thought only the president could move us to DEFCON 1, and uh, I did Google no. it, uh, and apparently the Joint Chiefs can uh, change the DEFCON as really? well yeah. as the president. It's not president. Yeah. Um, I, I, I was with you. I thought only the president could do it. So but, I, uh, yeah. I mean, because obviously the president can make that choice. Uh, of course, the president can't even declare war. Uh, you know, Congress has to do that. But like, but it said the Joint Chiefs. That means the all of the, the everyone in the room. But he was just the um, rando the, dude in the room. Yeah, well, no, no he, he was the head of the Joint Chiefs. They they made that. He was the. Uh, uh, he just can't do it though. He can't go. No, he go can't just one, say it. You're right. To, you, you can't do that. Yeah, you can't just say move us to DefCon two. There needs yeah. to be a yeah. Consensus. They they moved that thing like it was a stock exchange. I mean, it was like every oh, yeah. thirty seconds. Like the move is a three, not two, it, not four. Yeah, it felt like a video. It, it felt like a game show where it like, felt like the hokey pokey. Man. No, it was it like was the guy. Weird. It was the guy like selling things. I, it's, I got a five. I got a five or four. A four or three of one. I got two. Actually, two, the that was amazing um, <laughs> um <Brian>. you're welcome <laughs> uh it the 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 sign itself the numbering sign which of course was upside down um but uh, yeah it, it reminded me i don't know if you remember this well, we probably do so when i was in uh, growing up we would visit there was a restaurant called shoney's here I don't know if you had them where you live. Uh, a limited time. Yeah. Shoney's is kind of like a Golden Corral before Golden Corral became a thing. And we have more Golden Corral out here than Shoney's. Yeah, I don't think Shoney's is a thing anymore. If you live somewhere where you have one, right, good luck to you, I guess. That's I don't know. Good, yeah. But That's I remember. Like yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. But I remember going to Shoney's and you would. I remember they would. Uh, like if you wanted a specialty item like a steak or, or something grilled, you know, very specific for just you. You would go up and they would give you a number and they had a light board that looked just like that, but it went down to like 30, but it was colored like that. And I remember, you know, the light would just bling up and it was your responsibility to see the number and then walk up with your ticket and get your whatever. And for whatever, like that, when I saw it in this movie, this, this powerful memory just hit me like, oh my gosh, I'm in, I'm in Shoney's. But as a kid, I loved it. Now I would, I wouldn't step foot in one, but um, anyway. Because botulism? 
Well, I don't know. They just they look dirty. They all just look gross. Uh, it's oh, like food lion. I've sticky. never I've never been sticky. except for one. I've never been in a clean food line. How There's, much insurance do I have for this meal? Yeah. I don't think I ever went into a Shoney's where someone didn't spill syrup all over the place and it was just <laughs> yeah. sticky the whole time. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Time for some clips. Uh do you have anything else before I play clips? Okay, good. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure uh, some of these we will, vented will, our spleen. <laughs> well, I'm sure these will spark some fun conversation. For example, oh, yeah. the intro that I played, I have heard before. I've never seen this movie before, but when that part happened in the movie, I thought, I've heard this from somewhere. I don't know where, but I've heard it before. But I, I knew exactly what was happening. It was very weird. All right. So we've mentioned it before 80s noises. This is just, I, I was going to play, like, capture some more, but it was just going to, I think it might induce seizures in our listeners. So here's four <laughs> seconds of Uh-oh. what the NORAD control room sounded like. Hal? <laughs> just good God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. So, Hal. That's the first thing I thought of yeah. was, uh, if, it was, if it's actually Hal, I'm insanely impressed. Yeah, well, he says it's supposed to be the NORAD, but the first thing I did think of was how. Yeah, again, the 80s, for some reason, text on screen had to make noise. Everything made mm-hmm. a noise. Um, yeah, no. Nothing made noise back lights then. Lights changing made the, noises. Even the elevator button he hits makes a noise. Like, I've never heard when you hit the button, it might uh, when the elevator comes, it'll make a ding uh, to let you know that it's there in case you're visually impaired. But it was like he hit the button and went boop. I'm like, why would it do that? Anyway, whatever. Uh, if you say the name of your movie in your movie, I will capture it. It plays an endless series of war games using yeah. all available information on the state of the world. There you go. Roll credits. Yeah. And uh, uh, yeah. war games. Up, oh, done. Thank yeah. you. And uh, <laughs> and make sure that the guy who was describing it is the nerdiest looking guy in the movie. No. Oh, no, no, no. no. The no, nerdiest. I know, no, I know. Sheldon. No, he is not. Yeah, the There's Sheldon. A Sheldon in this movie. Jerry Lewis, dude. Yeah, which is funny because. Is the I like <laughs> he only has two lines in the or maybe four lines in the whole movie. But when he his first words came out of his mouth, I paused the movie and I grabbed my wife. Usually she and I watched this together, but because I had to watch this on Pluto TV on my on my computer, she didn't get the pleasure of watching this with me. And I said, "Listen to this guy," and she immediately was like, "Oh my gosh, that's the kid from the Polar Express cartoon movie." Who yeah. was like this know-it-all kid? They made that kid look just like that dude, just as a kid. <laughs> so if you go that, watch, that was Jerry Lewis, and I, it, well, it kind of it was, it, it, ladies, it was hundred percent Jerry Lewis. Yeah. They don't know who Jerry Lewis is, man. They don't know. Who Jerry I know who Jerry Lewis, Lewis is. Yeah, we get, know who that is. Go out and yeah. get out of here. We're not that young <laughs> or naive. But, but as <laughs> as a, I mean, it, it, it just was the moment. Even as a kid. He was meant to be Jerry Lewis in order to be the, you know, the, 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 what the, it wasn't the nutty professor. Was it the nutty professor? No, probably the nutty professor. It was a nutty professor. (laughs) So that was kind of the direction that they were going in this movie of going, by the way, Jerry Lewis, nutty professor. Hey, war games, kids. And parents will recognize this. And Uh then he also was the reason that 1986's Revenge of the Nerds came out. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, His real name is Eddie Deason. 
Um, if he done anything, I'll, uh, just porn. Oh my god! Just, just, <laughs> just pure porn. So it was all about <laughs> raw dog and porn. Yeah, yeah. He a lot. He lo- did a lot of nasty stuff after this. Yeah. So he so he did SpongeBob the movie. Sponge- and all he kept saying, all he kept saying <laughs> yeah. is, "It's all about the back door." Oh, it's all about the well, back door. Oh, he changed his name to Eddie D's Nuts. Yeah. <laughs> just. Wow. Right, I'm going to stop talking now. Okay. Uh, he did uh, some. Check out right after the back yeah, door. He did, uh, let's see, he did the Polar Express movie. He did Kim Possible movie. He did some Scooby Doo stuff. Um, the cartoon? The, yeah, the yeah, movie? yeah. Ca- yeah, cartoon. He did an episode of Johnny Bravo, Dexter's Laboratory. Um, he did Cow and Chicken. He was on the Weird Al show a bunch. Uh, he did uh, Spy Hard. Uh, that's a fun Leslie Nielsen movie. We mentioned that last week. Um, uh-huh. uh, something called Teenage Exorcist. That seems kind of fun. Um, that was the porno he was talking about. Yeah. Oh, he was in Rockadoodle. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of fun. Uh, Rocket. Right. Oh, Rockadoodle. Yeah, you know that. It's the Chanticleer, the, the singing chicken. He was in Grease too. Um, no one you remember Grease too. Well, Dude, was, I remember Grease too. He Do does. You? Permanently yeah. remember that from my brain. Michelle Pfeiffer. No. She was the uh nope. the chick in the uh, no not y'all. She was the chick. Yeah. In, in she's what? uh she's Stephanie. She was yeah, the main one. She's the main what girl. Else would be? Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, what else would she be? Uh, sorry. Christopher <laughs> McDonald is in that too. Look at that. I don't know anybody. Oh yeah, Eddie Deaton actually is in the top billing on that, so good for him. Anyway, he's done a bunch of stuff. Uh, porn, uh, I don't know. But at least he did those other things. Uh, I'm going to just throw this out there. If at any point in time that man is the main title, like the main actor in that movie, you probably want to avoid it just for <laughs> rental purposes. Well. Yeah. You just want to, it went you know, straight it, it's to not going to be a great film. Uh, I'll even say with his uh, buddy with the, you know, that he was talking to in the library, mm -hmm. probably if he is the main character in any story, you probably want to avoid that movie, too. (laughs) I did like how they they pulled up the trope where, like, she walks in. He goes, why don't you stay over here? And she's like, why? He goes, these guys get nervous. It's like. I was expecting them to look over her and go, dude, you have a girl here? You know, like, yes. yeah, right. Not you know. wrong. Yeah. Absolutely right. They didn't even get that far. They, they didn't they really do it, but they kept looking at her are. and they kept giving her, like, showing her, like, these, uh, like, reaction shots of her looking all kind of smiley and pretty and whatnot. Um, <laughs> all right. Can I ask, uh, are either of you guys Nightmare on Elm Street fans? Never seen a single one of them. <gasps> uh, no. I've only seen parts. Okay. What? Then I, which I, parts, I have which parts of what movie? Uh, the the uh, the original, right. and up to, <laughs> and the reason I've only seen parts is because when I was uh, very young, we had a babysitter that loved horror movies, and when my parents weren't with us and we were being babysat, she would watch these things, and like I saw Leprechaun as an eight year old. Oh my so, god! Seems, that didn't mess with funny. me at all. Yeah, oh it's, it, it's such a bad movie. <laughs> on top such of a it, bad it's movie. like, well, you even then, I was like, this is not that scary. It's just a bad horror movie on top of it. Yeah, yeah. but Jennifer Aniston. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you got that. So yeah. we have the movie poster <laughs> that we put on our wall. All right, then I have no, I have no question to ask. So you can cut all <laughs> this part out because you guys know uh, saw, saw nothing. <laughs> <laughs> 
wasn't a fan of, I didn't watch the I didn't watch that stuff when I was growing up. I just didn't didn't care for it. I thought uh, life was well, scary enough. I why do I want to watch something scary? Yeah. The point of it was uh cuz the Ali Sheedy character ended up looking way like the main character of Nightmare on Elm Street like Shit. a year Nancy. later and it, so it's our- completely a different person. But it's Heather Lane Camp. But you know, our supposition it, was that very similar. A supposition was that uh, because they saw War Games, they you know had a, a nightmare in Elm Street a couple of years later, and thinking mm, we kind of want this this look. If you we will. want the Ellie Sheedy, but we can't afford her. Yeah. <laughs> so therefore, we yeah. we have this look. But but if you actually kind of put them next to each other, you'd be like, yeah. I can see that. But Ellie Sheedy had moved on. She was part of the Brat Pack by that time. And she's like, I'm not doing a cheesy horror film. Sure. And I'll do it. Yeah. Cheesy yeah. <laughs> other well, movies. She's stuff. doing that. I mean, she's, I mean, now she's, you know, making, you know, appearances in psych and stuff like that, which this movie had like four psych connections, which I think is great. It's one of my favorite shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Uh, I had to capture this because, uh, well, I had to. Shall we play a game? My favorite thing. Yeah. Yeah. I actually say that out loud in the house way more often than I should. Sure. It's like the catchphrase of the movie. Well, it is. And I mean, I knew that long before. I mean, I haven't seen this movie, but I knew that phrase was from this movie. And and, uh, there's kind of a funny joke to it in Captain America 2 when they go into the old basement and she starts typing on the old computer and she says, shall we play a game? And she says, it's from War Games. And Captain America says, yeah, I saw it. And, of course, I'm thinking, wait, your book includes movies of Star Trek and Star Wars, but you watched War Games first? <laughs> anyway. Um, well, I missed this clip. Uh, this one's uh, funny. Uh, this is uh, 15 seconds, and this just made me laugh. This Cornish Raw. I know. Isn't it wonderful? It's so crisp. Of course it's crisp. It's raw. No, it's terrific. You can just taste the vitamin A and D in here. It's great. Could, could we have Ten words describe my corn? sex life. <laughs> so... <laughs> One of the other reasons why I, I captured the clip, because when I went back to get it, because I love just the fact that he's complaining that the corn is raw, which has nothing to do with the movie other than just to be a, again, is this movie supposed to be serious or not? This movie, this part says not. But his dialogue is very much being recorded in the room. You can hear his sound bouncing off the table yeah. in the room. You can tell that's live. Hers is very recorded after. So maybe they, yes. when they put the camera on her, the boom guy fell asleep. I don't know. But her audio is dubbed 100%, and it sounds like he's talking to a commercial, which, is, which is funny. So listen again, just real quick. Just it's Cornish Raw. I know. Isn't it wonderful? I mean, that is, that's two mm-hmm. different places, right? And then I had to capture this out, so I now have this for forever. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love that. Oh, that just when cracks I... me up. If you think about, have you ever watched uh, Better Off Dead? No, I think I've seen that. Yeah, I feel like yeah. I feel like every time you ask, "Have you seen?" and I say, "No," I'm just disappointing you both. Better Off Dead. <laughs> she kind of reminded me of the mom at that moment. Of which, if you when you watch the movie, the 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 lady, the the mother who cooks, um, we'll say that in quotations. She kind of has things that crawl off the plate. So when she goes, well, don't you just love this? 
It reminded me hardcore of an 80s, the absentee mom, uh, better off dead kind of a mom of going, no, we just just do things now and we just not cook things. Yeah. It, again, watch Better Off Dead, bizarre, very 80s movie. So is Andrew also an audio guy from back in the day? I know you were a boom guy. Uh, Andrew, no. Uh, yes, we no. no, no, no. Because, I mean, you guys are talking about ADR, and, you know, it, I, I, I can understand Sean because I know Sean was like the boom mic operator back in the day. <laughs> but, yeah, I, it, the that you're right. That scene was completely ADR. <laughs> yeah, well, her completely. part, her part. Yeah. yeah, yeah. the dad was fine. It just, again, when I'm, because I watched this movie on my headphones because normally I'm watching it on my TV. So maybe on the TV I wouldn't have caught it, probably would have still. But because I had it on my headphones, I hear everything. And so when she starts talking, I mean, that is, she is in a studio. I mean, it's not even close. It just, it felt like either have him in the studio with her or yeah. capture her audio. I guess maybe well, there was it, just... Or at least equalize it where it sounds. Yeah. It, at least try. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe they didn't have the technology to do it for this low budget of a film. This was a low budget well, movie. This was a nine... We can make us sound like we are right next to each other and we're 500 miles away and not 5,000. I don't even know at this point. Um, we've we've watched movies recently. I mean, I remember very specifically when we did... It was an American Assassin and Michael Keaton is talking. He's mm-hmm. outside in a rain on a porch and it's 100% in a studio. You can tell. Yeah. And it, it it's jarring. Um, so at least it is to me, but again, I'm, I, I pick up on those things. Uh, this was a weird line and I captured it. Sergeant, I hope you like vodka. Yes, sir. I just hope they don't make me none of them damn fish eggs. Damn fish eggs. I love that line, by the way. I, I, I it made me laugh the first time. When I heard it, because you know, vodka caviar. Who yeah. didn't want that? <laughs> Apparently, not that guy who. I want my freedom. I want my burger. I don't want no fish eggs. And I just. I want up. vodka <laughs> caviar. Just let them over. Damn I just, it! I just. It just. <laughs> it. It annoyed me that again. Here's an adult in a move in a room that's full of supposed to be some of the smartest people in the world, and he can't use the word caviar. Yeah. I just. I don't. Because we have to be redneck. Damn well, it. speaking there of there is no caviar when there's fish eggs. Vodka you want the fish, fish eggs, eggs, not the caviar. Speaking Hi. of, uh, but speaking of redneck. Yeah, we're here. Jesus H. Christ, we're still here. Showing impact. I mean, is that like who was it? Not uh, was that Barney from? Uh, come on, help me out, Barney from. Don Knotts. Don Knotts. It sounds like damn Don Knotts. Yeah, Barney yeah. from uh, maybe yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, uh, this also um, both made me laugh and annoyed at the same time. Mister McKittrick, after very careful consideration, sir, I've come to the conclusion that your new defense system sucks. I don't have to take Amen. that, you pig eyes sack of shit. No. I was hoping for something a little better than that from you, sir, a man of your education. General. So I laughed because he says, that, you know, it, it reminded me of Jurassic Park. I've decided not to endorse your park. And he's like, yeah. But but like he gets all defensive. He's like, I don't have to take that from you. 
your machine is trying to start World War Three. Yeah. You don't have the right to be offended right now. You've lost a little ground here, buddy. They're trying to kill us. So uh, you forget chill the, the fuck out. Forget the ego of man. Men yeah. have an ego from here to next week. He's still in his the back of his mind. He think it's gonna work. Yeah, I guess. Eh. All right, time for an idiot. But dude, you ever watch the Chicago Bears play? <laughs> in the coach's mind, the ego always happens. They always think it's gonna work. It never does. Well, and that's why we're four and twelve or whatever the fuck we are every season. Honey, they haven't started playing yet. I watched the last three <laughs> years. Shut up. <laughs> Yeah, you got a new quarterback. You'll be fine. All right, here's uh, the last clip I got. Damn it, I'd piss on a spark plug if I thought it'd do any good. Let the boy in there, Major. I love that. I laughed so hard when that play played. I that. would, if I thought World War Three was coming. Come on, raise your hand who would not piss on the damn spark plug. That's right. If I could aim and shoot, I piss on all of that. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I'm gonna Go I'm gonna read this as fast as humanly possible because this episode is long. Here we go. And now for some more bad news. Ready? Come on, Andrew. I left it hanging for you. Oh, sorry. I, that's I'll, what she said. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> According to John Badham or Badham, that's the director. The jeep that trying to crash through the gate at NORAD and turning over was an actual accident. The jeep was supposed to continue through the gate. They added the scene of the characters running from the Jeep and Jeep and down the road and used the botched Jeep stunt. So, so. It, it was an accident. Yeah, it was a legit accident. Okay, so it was a legit accident, but they still had people run from a non-accident? I, I guess I'm trying to mentally picture it in my well, mind. Well, the idea is like the stunt drivers crashed the Jeep by accident. And so then they had the actual actors run away from the thing so they can run into the tunnel of love. Uh, okay. Ah. The NORAD command center built for the movie cost a million dollars, making it the most expensive set ever constructed. And I see that. At the, I, it's I, all door. It's all door. I literally told Brian, I'm like, you know, they spent their entire budget on that on doors. door yeah. right there. The producers were not allowed into the actual NORAD command center, so they had to imagine what it would look like. In the DVD commentary, the director Note that the actual NORAD command center isn't nearly as elaborate as the one in the movie, calling the set, quote, NORAD's wet dream of itself, quote. Yeah. Now, why would you have that? Why would you? Uh, okay, so I don't know if you ever watch any of the, the, the landings on Mars or anything else, but they, they actually kind of pipe into a little bit of NASA there, and it is really kind of downplayed. You know, it's... Computers and people, but nothing like that set up in uh, war games. Sure. Well, I also yeah. I, I read somewhere, heard, listened, read, saw. Basically, I don't remember, but I do know that a lot of the uh, the systems that we use today for our nuclear missile systems are still very very old because yeah. there's no way to hack it. You can't hack a dead language. Uh, yeah. And, and is there is there a stack of cards? That oh. have ones and zeros. <laughs> sure, I don't know. They're punch <laughs> you knock them off, yeah, you just slap them down, and you got to put them back together. It's all messed up. So uh, I mentioned it's this. It's not, not hackable, though. Yeah. It's because that well, you can't pick it up. There's no card that's... number seventeen is. It's because you know, it's no... floating away to Tijuana right now. There's no budget. 
No. Well, well we, upgrade yeah, anything we have. No budget. I think for the military, we've got budget for it. We spend more on, on our defense budget than the next 17 countries combined. Uh, there's, yeah. there's a budget for it. Uh, so I mentioned, maybe I, I don't think I mentioned, I, I teased it uh, three hours ago when we started this show that the um, <laughs> that this movie reminded me of another movie. And that this movie kind of reminded me of Sneakers and that um, yeah. the technology is little, just yeah. there to just, you know, a little bit of, again, you know, communist scare, but also the technology is there. We don't get talked down to. They just use the technology. Um, Lawrence Lasker and Walter F. Parks made friends. Uh, they were writers on this movie. I should explain that. They were friends with many hackers and security experts while doing research for the film. They later wrote Sneakers, another film featuring hackers and security experts. Uh, David makes a joke directed at his teacher about sexual, asexual reproduction. Director John Badham said that some of the crew didn't know the punchline was coming and laughed out loud, and it was left in the soundtrack. The classroom response is clearly adults laughing out loud. I would have laughed too. Yeah, that's that's a funny line. Matter of fact, I probably wouldn't have kicked the kid out of my class. I'm just saying. No. Yeah, I mean okay. that's also a trope from the '80s, right? We're going to ridicule the kid and show everybody that you got an F. If you are a teacher and you talk about asexual, you know, anything, and you can't take a joke coming from a kid in the class, oh yeah, you're not oh, a yeah. real teacher. Yeah, you're just not. They have thrown everything at you at this point, like physically, mentally. They've thrown everything at you. Find a nickel. If I mention the, if I mention the G string on the on the string bass, I, yeah. I just expect laughter. You know, that's you keep going, keep going, <laughs> keep going. You have to expect that. So, I actually told Brian, "Going, what is this? His first year? I mean, honest to God, yeah." You can't. You look at the kid going, "Okay, well played. You're a dick, but well played to you." And you move <laughs> on with your lesson. Yeah, exactly. Uh, time for this. Excuse me while I whip this out. We're gonna do our top three. Uh, top three. Here we go. Uh, I will. Uh, do you guys? Have, you said you have some, so I'll let you guys, you two, go first. Whether it's you do your together or separately, whatever. Uh, oh, sorry. What's uh, the category? Our again, category. The top three are almost world destruction. This movie basically almost oh. destroys itself, and uh, so we're going to do that. If you need a moment, I can go first. Go first. Go. First. I will go yes. first. My number three is the sum of all fears, the Jack Ryan Ben Affleck movie, where it's kind of the same thing. Russia and America are about to destroy each other. So. Um, with uh, Ben Affleck there to stop them. Uh, my number two is Armageddon, where Bruce Willis punches an asteroid to death and uh, saves the day. And my number one, this actually works. I don't always get a chance to make a Star Trek uh, thing work, but Star Trek Four, yeah. The Voyage Home, where they save the Earth because of whales and things. It I love that yeah, that's, a, that's a bad one. But I love that movie. It's a good movie. It's not a, one of the bad ones. It's be it's, Come on. It's a good one. But also, we did have a legit Star Trek connection in the movie. The old crazy general man was in a Star Trek movie. It's one of the. It's a fan film, fan-made film, but it's technically a Star Trek movie, so therefore it counts. It's canon. It's No, well, technically not <laughs> canon, but uh, it does count. So there you go. Um, yes. Uh, you guys ready? Tell me. I t- are we doing it together? If you want to. No, you, you tell. I think you tell. 
This is a relationship right. we're in. All right. Well, I, I got I got a couple. I, I got a couple. All right. I'm gonna go with the big short. Okay. I I know mm-hmm. that is a weird one to go with, but the big short. You watch the movie. Uh, you watch the entire 2008 collapse. You saw how bad it could be, and somehow it never happened. So it's a killed yeah, my career. Uh, yeah. So whatever. All right. Uh, I also with Independence Day. No, no, no. It did actually destroy the fucking. Uh, Will Smith disagrees. <laughs> I love Will Smith. Will, no, I, uh, Will, I, I don't understand the whole thing, but Will Smith disagrees. Almost destroys it. I will not yeah, go almost. quietly into the night. The world is saved at the end. All the ships yeah, crash yeah. down. There's a second movie. It's supposed to be a third. Yes. <laughs> you just do that, baby. I, I gave my two. I get the big short. But there are three. And, and uh, dude, you said you would help out. You're, I was like mouthing you. You are the ideas. worst ever. You are the worst know, ever. Right? That's why we're together, bitch. Out. Uh, and the, my third is. I would say I robot. I'm sorry. I robot. Everyone. Uh, I don't even say yeah. I robot. Uh, all right. You could actually say that they I were. I know about the to... song by John Bellion. Does that help? That's not a song. It is a song, but yeah. We're going to have to work on our moves here. Um, I robot. You know, the uh, robots were supposed to take over the Is planet. Is that Haley Joel? Yes. No, that's AI. I robots with Will Smith. But you know, they were supposed to take over the planet and, and, and they did. I would have gone Lord of the Rings of which go. you do it. Do it up. Yeah, yeah, she's the taking over. Entire destruction of the Middle Earth was supposed to happen and it didn't. And and, and I would you could have gone Hunger Games of which the destruction of everything was supposed to happen. Well, not the destruction of everything, but yeah. bad things were going to happen. But you know, it, I don't it think didn't. I don't think the the end outcome for anybody was to, to kill everything. I just think that anyway. Well, I mean, the calling eventually. I, it was supposed to end society, and it was supposed to end society. I guess uh, was it? I thought it was just a way to control people. I thought it was just a dystopian future. I never shit, thought of wouldn't it. any Terminator movie count? Yeah, which one? Any of any them. Terminator movie? Mm-hmm. Any of the Terminators? Oh, one, two, three, four. Yeah, well, Genesis, that's always trying to uh, avoid something. Or no, there's well, no I four. Mean, there's one, two, three. Aliens, Genesis. Actually, uh, aliens is always the. Well, the they're, they're, they don't. They don't go to Earth. They're never they're at Earth. Killed the it's world. Always they don't, trying yeah. to avoid. There's no apocalypse there. But until the end, every yeah. Terminator there is an apocalypse at the end. Yeah. Every single one. So I pick one, two, and three. Okay. There you go. I won. <laughs> <laughs> my drop. Oh my damn it. What you got, Andrew? We have we have uh, right. zero on the social media. Well, uh, we have none, right. none well, on Twitter. Yeah, I've got uh, as an honorable mention. I have Broken Arrow uh, because it wasn't really a destruction of the whole world, but it was a nuke. Uh, All right, and uh, and I like that movie. Okay. Uh, but number three, I, yeah, uh, number three, I have uh, Mars Attacks. Oh sure. Oh my yeah. God! Yeah. Yeah. Number two, uh, Spies Like Us. Which is 
like right there with stripes as far as the time frame. Yeah. Uh, with Dan Aykroyd. That's a good one. And uh, number one, I have deep impact. Yeah, sure. The, uh, the counterpart to Armageddon. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say there were a couple of the uh, space cowboys. Yeah, uh, uh, I forgot about that one. Yeah. yeah, there were a few of them like that at that time. I'm Old go trying to avoid destruction. Spies like us is fantastic. It's amazing. I love that movie. What's a dick fur to pee with? <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> Uh, okay. Um, time for this. Wait, what's supposed to happen? All right, there, dead Daniel Radcliffe. What's supposed to happen is we give this movie a score out of 10, and I will let Andrew go first. IMDb puts this at a 7.1. I am gonna probably drop it down a little bit lower than that. It's not something that I'm gonna enjoy watching multiple times, but it's not a bad film. Uh, a little dated and a few things that bother me, but overall it's okay. So I'm going to give this a uh, 6.4 out of 10. Okay. We, uh, we, uh, we embrace the, the uh, decimal point because when you've been reviewing 355 movies, you got to find a way to make them all a little different. So you two, if you want to give me a combined score or individual scores, I don't care what you want to do. Oh no, you're oh. doing your individual. Oh, I'll do There's an individual. No way. All right, that's crazy. We don't we don't combine nothing. You do your own. <laughs> okay. As much as I have enjoyed Andrew's conversation <laughs> and Andrew's discussion, he went with what's a boop for, and I'm going to go with an. Eight point two. Get the f out. Really? <laughs> no swearing. No swearing. Really? You're yes, gonna say I'm that? Put the ass score, bitch. How's that for swearing? <laughs> <laughs> the f is wrong with you? How are you an eighties human ever? We just, just, we just, we stop. We, we stop bringing her to parties. We don't even bring her around anywhere anymore. No, she's not allowed around anyone anymore. We just put her in the dungeon again. It's a nine point. Go, we just go two. back. Just go back to the crawl space. Shut up. I know, right? No, this is a nine point two. You just, you have to accept. The fact this is eighties, kind of a you know, we're afraid of everything, but we had technology and teenagers could save the world. Nine point two. I have to say this is this is hilarious. So we're um, like if you were to listen to this episode until this moment, I would have bet your score would have been a five because you said almost nothing positive about this movie, and then you drop it to nine point two because it's amazing. Every every review she does, I'm really I'm, she rips on it for hours straight, and then like, oh, it's great, uh, it's an A. I mean, no, everyone should watch it. Yeah. Here's a here's a quick list of why you should watch it. Like, Dude, didn't you just rip on this movie for yes. an hour straight? All right. But but in the end, I rip on it because I love it, which is why I'm with you, sweetheart. <laughs> in the end, I mean, it's a beautiful movie. I think, I think my woman loves me because I look good. I, that's the only reason that she likes me. And, oh, you're pretty. Yeah, I... Uh, uh, how uh uh uh, uh 
anyway, I give myself a, a 6.4 6. on, on a 12 scale. You heard 2.4. <laughs> but anyway, but but this is a really watch this movie. I, I, the reason why we scored about a nine ish is because people should watch the movie. It's kind of oh my awesome. god! This is the most amazing thing I could see on this planet, and I hope he keeps this in. The look on Sean's face right now is like I am never—I mean, <laughs> never—having these freaking people on my show again. I mean, never. I mean, we're not going to be able to have an episode next week because this one will have you know taken know, up too much space. Three but, more days. Yeah, this is going to be a two-parter. Yeah. He's thinking in his mind like I—I should a I should not have had them on. B I can't edit all this. C, I, I don't even know what Andrew's doing right now. We had a normal, like, we had a flow life before of our this, show. But, you know. Right now, they've taken over, and it's just a weird hey, show altogether. Hey, hey. It's my writing. Back off, bitch. Language! <laughs> no swearing! Anyway, my score is an 8.1. Okay, so <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Holy balls. Okay. Um, I got to end this thing because this is getting out of hand. Well, getting is the wrong word. Yeah, we broke them. Yeah. No, I, yeah. Um, This is the last episode of Cheap Seat Reviews, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, (laughs) uh, The last thing I'm going to say is we do a game at the end of. at the end of each episode where I read a quote from the giant movie poster over there, the quote is, I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. There you go. So, those of you playing at home, uh, hopefully you know it. If you don't, Google it. It's great. It's a good movie. All right. We are Cheap Seat Reviews. You can find us at cheapseatreviews.libson.com. Please tell the fine folks that are listening to this show, if they're still listening at all, uh, where they can find your guys' show. We're on episode 167 of movie reviews that uh, sometimes we actually do something. Sometimes we don't. I don't know. Uh, we we hardly ever talk about it. the movie. We're not at all structured like these guys at all. Uh-huh. We, <laughs> if you like the fact that we interrupt each other and talk over each other and we really just and ramble, be wrap it up there, stupid, wrap it up there. Then, yeah, listen to us. <laughs> uh, thanks for helping, Dick. <sighs> Just like this. This is our entire show. Uh, there, that's our intro and our promo. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks. All right. We're cheapseatreviews.libson.com is our website. Um, again, I will put the actual links to their stuff in our um, show notes. Uh, Facebook.com slash cheapseatreviews is at cheapseatcast is our Twitter and cheapseatreviews at gmail.com if you want to send us an email. Uh, but why would you? Okay. That's it. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm ending the show. I'm pulling the plug. That's it. Thank you guys so much. This was a blast. My face hurts from laughing. Thanks, guys. That was Good actually on. a lot Thank of fun. <laughs> uh, that's our show. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Reviews.